0: From PresentInfluence.com Each week we talk about presentation skills and public speaking and the tools of influence and persuasion with experts and incredible guests. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. Speaking of Influence is uploaded and distributed to all major podcast networks through Buzzsprout, Buzzsprout is the simplest way to get your podcast started with tons of great resources for new podcasters. You could start your podcast today. Follow the link in the show notes. Welcome back to The Coffee Shop and today in my daily video on LinkedIn I was discussing performance energy. Now if you aren't already getting my daily videos please follow me on LinkedIn. You'll find me John A. Ball or search out Present Influence. You'll find me there and you'll see that there are daily 90 second videos from me so nothing too deep or involved, easy to keep track of and I hope you can come and connect there as well. It's always good to get feedback and interaction from you too. One thing that I will say when it comes to presentation energy is that it's very hard to listen to somebody who is just talking with low energy and maybe going very slow. One of the things that I referred to in that video was Charlie Brown's teacher. For those of you who are old enough to remember Charlie Brown, hopefully everybody does. But if you haven't checked out, know, there was a famous cartoon of uh, Charlie Brown. And in school, his teacher's voice would always sound wah, wah, wah. And it's clearly like the mentors signify that it was kind of boring and that school was boring or that Charlie wasn't really paying attention to it and that all he was hearing was this droning in the background. But sometimes in real life, people's presentations or presentation style can be like that. I have certainly been to presentations in the past from some very high level people who have delivered with such a low energy style that it's been very hard to listen to. And I would say with that, that the quality of information, as good as it can be, can get lost in translation as well when it comes to going through that presentation style, that that's where it does start to become important to have some presentation tools at your disposal. I would say as well, and there's certainly a very well-known presenter in certain circles who I've seen speak before, who speaks super fast all the time that he hardly pauses for breath. And again, lots of the information gets lost in doing so. And I think I saw him speak one time for about two hours and most people were overloaded in a very short space of time. And I know that I went back and listened to the recording of that multiple times to try and get through the information. I don't think it should have to be that hard work to listen to somebody and learn from them. Um, But, you know, if you value the information that you're getting from them, then maybe you will, and maybe you'll take that time out to do that. But I don't think that's really fair on your audience. And I don't think it's very helpful in educating people, because certainly the vast majority are not going to take that time out and pour through the content or keep pressing pause to try and take notes on it, just so that they can get everything that was said there needs to be some level of balance. There are times when it's great to speed up and turn things to high energy, but you can't do that for too long because people will get lost in it. There are different learning styles. And if you haven't come across this idea before, it's really the principle that we have different ways that we prefer to receive our learning. The vast majority of us are visual learners. We have a visual style, which means that we see things better. We relate more to imagery, to picturing things. And there are many of us who have more of an auditory style That is, we remember more, maybe relate more when we hear things and have more sensitivity to hearing as well and to sounds and maybe identify things more clearly and are more tuned in in that way. There's also the kinesthetic style, which is the very emotional feeling kind of side. And that is what comes more from the um, solar plexus kind of area, the stomach sort of area, if we think about where that comes from. But people who are very strongly kinesthetic, they can often end up talking quite slowly as well, but they might still be quite emotional in how they talk as well. But if you present super high-speed visual to a kinesthetic person, They're not going to be able to withstand it for all that long. They're going to really struggle. But again, if you present the slower kinesthetic style constantly to a higher energy or higher paced visual learning style person, they are going to struggle as well. Better to have balance in all those areas and to try to have stuff that captures all of those three learning styles now there is an auditory digital style as well which is more like an in your head internal voice and we're not going to really relate to that here but just to know that that is there but in terms of presentation style you do need to be able to ideally capture those main learning styles And even if you are just thinking in terms of vocal variety, which is the thing you'll always hear in Toastmasters and presentation classes, that if your voice just sounds like it's at the same level the whole time, well, let me give you an example. It will soon get pretty boring if I keep speaking like this at the same tone with the same kind of rhythm and speed the whole time, and it just gets to sounding like I'm more of a machine than a person. That will switch people off, and we just can't do it. One of the other key things that most speakers, especially newer speakers, struggle to master is leaving a bit of space between the things that you say. Taking a moment to pause. I still have to work at it myself. But to have that time where you just give your audience or give someone with with you a moment to think about what's actually been said, that's going to help as well. And it allows, especially for those more kinesthetically inclined people, A moment to catch up, to have their thoughts and to change the pace. Look, if you want to keep people engaged in a presentation, you have to go through some different emotional ranges in what you deliver to people. I was very lucky to have a chat and recorded an episode with the amazing Joanna Martin yesterday. If you haven't come across Joanna Martin and her business, one of many or previously in her incarnation as shift speaker training and uh, great things she was doing even way before that. She's an amazing person uh, and check her out. And she's very much focused on female leadership and really helping women to step up and to own their power and to make a bigger difference in the world. And, And really she is an, inspiration and we were having a really good chat about what it is that makes somebody someone you want to listen to what makes somebody influential to the point where you want to really tune into what they're saying and follow them and that you feel that they have something worth saying and we both agreed that it was their passion ultimately it's the passion that you could go and see someone who's learned all of the speaker skills that there are to learn and and mastered them But without the passion there as well, it's gonna feel hollow. Someone might be able to put on a really good act, but if the passion isn't genuine, at some point or another that's going to come through. Authenticity is a really key part of this for sure. But if you don't have passion for your subject matter, for what you're delivering in your life, then it's gonna show with other people. If you are low energy in your interactions, It's not an attraction kind of energy. I'm not not talking about sexual attraction here. I'm talking about general attraction. there are people who we naturally feel drawn towards uh, and we want to spend time around them. And there are people who sometimes we, we don't feel that. We might feel more neutral towards Like We don't really feel hot or cold to them. We're maybe somewhere in a neutral zone and that it's, we don't really care too much. You know, it's like, yeah, it's okay. It's not a problem. But then there are people who are the other, other way, they're more of a repelling energy that pushes you away. Either it's too much or it's too fake or um, too dull and whatever it is those sorts of energies are more of a repelling energy if you think about personality being more like a magnet that we are either retract attracting or repelling with everything that we put out into the world so some people are gonna love you some people are gonna feel neutral to you some people are gonna feel repelled by you and it's not the same for everybody some people are more attracted to energies that i might not be attracted to or you and that. That's just how life is. But when it comes to the world of presenting in any way, shape or form, if your energy is always low, if you don't inject passion into what you do, you're going to have to work on stepping that up. Look, don't worry if it's not there right now, because it's something you can work on and turn up. And I know for myself, certainly when I was much younger, I had real issues about getting enthusiastic about things and always found it very hard to make myself enthusiastic or get myself to care about things that I often just didn't. I was very caught up in my head. I was very much in that auditory digital space that I men- mentioned earlier, which was really just overthinking things all the time. And I, I went- had this sort of mental setup where, I guess I didn't really want to full on experience emotions. I felt unsafe somehow to allow myself to be particularly emotional. So I checked everything in before allowing myself to feel it and therefore ended up keeping in this sort of safety area where nothing was too intense. I think a lot of that had to do with my experiences growing up and trying to hide part of myself and feeling afraid that people would discover who I really was and that that would cause problems for me. And once I got past that, I, it was a whole different world. When emotions started to just happen and I would allow myself to experience the full extent of the emotion rather than having to check that it was okay first, <laughs> then my experience changed and it was much richer and much fuller. But I still then have to work on building up the passion and enthusiasm for things. And it does take time for some of us. Some people have that natural passion within them and that high energy is already there for them. And some people are really super extroverted and can get up there and put themselves out into the world and it's not a problem for them. I am not one of those people. I'm more naturally introverted. And I've talked about this on podcast episodes with some guests before. And yet when it comes to giving presentations, I can push myself to being more extrovert and getting myself out there and having people listen to me and being entertaining, being the fool on the stage or being the serious person or the emotional person on the stage, being the storyteller who hopefully captivates people with the story that I'm telling. These are all important elements in terms of presentation energy, what you need to bring in to what you're delivering out into the world. If you want to be captivating, and we've talked about stories before, if you've listened to the episodes with Matthew Dick, you definitely will understand how important it is to have these stories, that stories are not really going to have much of an impact or impression unless there is emotion in them, unless there's some, something that you can really relate to and associate with. Your energy should be taking people on a journey it doesn't have to be a roller coaster journey, but it does need some variance as it does in our general interactions with people. we don't stay hopefully at the same level all the time. if we do let 's try and bring some variety into it. Just make a commitment to start working on this i 'll say this quite often on group coaching calls that I run that it's OK if you don't have your burning desire figured out, if you don't have that fire within you just at the moment. It's OK, don't panic about that. It can be worked on. But to sometimes I think people think that that has to come from external sources, that it should just be there already, and then looking for the inspiration or the thing that's going to get them excited. I'm going to say, no, I don't think that's actually the case. I think there's a lot we can do to motivate ourselves and to get ourselves caring and being passionate. And if you want to have a less beige experience of life, more color and experience and richness of experience in your life, then deepening your emotion, deepening your passion in certain areas and turning up your emotional energy In good ways is going to allow you to have more of that and to share that with others as well, which can be magical, inspirational, motivational, all the things that I think you would hopefully want it to be if you're going to do any kind of speaking or presentation work so these are some things to work on and there's, a, there's a lot more we can go we're not going to go super deep into that today but um just in terms of delivering just see if you can get yourself feeling more passionate more emotional more energized for what you're delivering out into the world and it will make a difference get into the emotion of a story if you're telling a story play with it have a bit of emotional flexibility with that There's an episode coming up soon with Jessica Breitenfeld, who's a great speaker. She was in Toastmasters. She was the top speaker in Barcelona this year uh, in the International Speaking Contest, the World Championship of Public Speaking. And this is one of the things we were talking about on that episode was the flexibility, emotional flexibility, the willingness to be the clown when you need to be the clown, to go to pathos when you want to go to pathos, There's so many things that we can add into our presentations that are going to make them exciting and valuable, but it's ultimately your heart, your natural feeling and passion. If you can relate that through your presentation, even in small ways, it's going to make you instantly more engaging. People are going to want to listen to it and it's going to start to change up your your vocal and it's going to start to change up a bit of your vocal variety as well, because you you will notice that people are tuning in more to what you're saying. And some of the reason why people aren't so emotional in their presentations is because they're often too much in their head trying to think about what it is they're supposed to be saying. We talked last time about memorizing things. We talked last week about mem- being able to memorize things and some techniques to help you do that. Ultimately, most of it's going to come down to practice. You want to get yourself to being practiced enough that you know what you're talking about, at least structured enough to be able to improvise around most of what you're talking about, even if you forget exactly what you meant to say. When you can do that, then get focused on adding in the emotion, the vocal variety, the emotional ride, if you like, that you're gonna take your audience on. Because this is for them, it's not for you. And you're thinking, I'm not sure I can do that, or it's a bit beyond me right now. It's okay but don't think that just because you're saying, oh, I can't do that, that it's not doable at all. It is, it's going to take a bit of work. It's going to take some some practice and I encourage you to stick with it. Often the hardest thing is just to stick with these things and keep going until you get to a level that's better, but it is something that will come much more with time and with consistency and persistence. So stick with it, see if you can get the emotion up So I'd love to hear from you what your thoughts on presentation energy are, whether it's uh, something you feel you need a lot of work on, whether you think you're really good at it. Maybe you even have some video examples that you'd like to share. If you're you're watching this on YouTube, first of all, make sure you like and subscribe, but also um, in the comments you can respond, maybe even respond with a video response of you adding some emotion into a presentation if you're feeling brave enough. If you're checking this out on LinkedIn or any other way, if you're going through a podcasting network and just listening in, maybe even just finding some way to respond in audio is going to be enough to get you practicing that. It's not all about the visuals, right? So hopefully you get a sense of vocal variety, even just from my presentation. I'm sure I could do better with vocal variety, with changing up pace, with pauses and much more of that as well because it's always a work in progress that's all what all of us are even when we get to the levels of mastery of some of the greatest speakers which hopefully I aspire to do and I hope you do as well even when you get right up there as a speaker or presenter there's still room for growth there's still more to learn there's still you're going to be better over time than you were before that's how it goes So don't expect that it's all just going to happen right now or that you're going to be perfect at it right now. Even if you already have some natural capability in that area, there's going to be plenty of room for development as well. But if it's something that is new to you and you haven't really worked on before and you think, yeah, I think um, maybe this is something that would be good for me to work on, remember, you can always get in touch with me and we can work on this in some private or even group coaching sessions. And that's always going to be a good thing to be to be able to do. If not with me, then maybe with somebody else. But do work on it. Go to Toastmasters groups if you can or any kind of pres- presentation club where you can practice your art and do it in a safe environment of other people who are doing similar things who are going to support you. I'm not going to judge you, but hopefully give you the feedback and some of the tools that are going to allow you to get there. In the meantime, why not see if you can just work on a bit of emotional variety in some of the things that you're already doing. Okay, so I'm going to wrap things up for there. But on Friday, I will be releasing an episode which is going to be all about humor. Humor in terms of presentation and speeches. And... Again, referring to some of this emotional flexibility that I've been talking about here as well. I hope you'll tune in for that. We're going to have a few episodes that are talking about this and hopefully some more as well. I'm trying to get some professional comedians to come on the show. So if you know anyone who is either a really funny speaker or works professionally or has worked professionally as as a comedian or done tried their hand at stand-up, I would love to hear from them. Uh, I've got a few connections I'm going to reach out to, but certainly it's a very interesting area. Theory of comedy is a very interesting area. And it's a really important part of influence and persuasion as well, which is something that may be a surprise to some people. But when you think about it, not that much. Hope you're subscribed to the show. Whatever platform or whatever where you're listening or watching the show, I hope you like and subscribe. If you are with Apple Podcasts, then please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show. And I'm working very hard to put out great content and to get that to as many people as possible. And it really helps in terms of getting spread, greater spread of awareness for the show. If you can leave us a review as well, hopefully it also helps me to improve the quality of the show and give you more of what you want as an audience too. Let's wrap that up for today then. And I'm going to look forward to connecting with you again, either on YouTube or LinkedIn or somewhere online. Have an amazing rest of your day and rest of your week. We'll see you again for the next episode i hope you've enjoyed the show please do make sure that you like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes as well if you'd like to get in touch maybe you've got some feedback for improvements we could make or guest suggestions maybe you think you'd make a great guest or perhaps you think i'd be a good guest on your show or perhaps you'd like to get in touch with me about speaker training or having me as a speaker at your event or your business then please shoot me an email John at presentinfluence.com if you want you can find me on LinkedIn that's the social media network I hang out the most on other than Twitter but it's LinkedIn John Abel or present influence you'll find me there you'll also see daily video content from me as well you might enjoy checking some of that out too Don't miss Friday's episode this week where I'll be speaking with the incredibly funny speaker, Michael Kerr. Michael is a really funny guy and he got up to a lot of mischief on this show. And you might want to see that. In fact, you might want to make sure you tune in on YouTube for that specifically because some of it just needs to be seen. There's loads of other guests lined up. I've got a ton of great interviews in the bank and more still coming. Somehow I'm managing to get really incredible guests on the show and I hope that you won't miss out on any of that. We'll see you soon.